We've got a superstar with us. I was telling Dom, like, yo, I'm coming with the glasses, bro, because it's, you're, you're shining too, not too Thank much. You. That's never a bad thing. No. Thank you, though. We got a lot of light in here today. And but I did my makeup, too, so that helps. See? I'm even more nervous. See, man? <laughs> <laughs> So boom, this is the Thanks for the Convo podcast. I am Jahi in the place to be. I said I am Jahi and, and, and we are in the place to be. Mm-hmm. Always. The, the $600 man, son of a plumber. He's not really a plumber, but you know, we back. We're back. Now I'm your host with the most, Donald, aka Baby Leo. And hey, let's just jump right into it today. Another guest. I think Illy Jilly here with mm-hmm. the really. All right, here we go. Here we this go. The, this is the energy <laughs> I've been waiting for. Yes. Thank you. If you didn't know, recognize that voice by now. If you're a new listener, or an old listener, or an old listener, or a medium listener, <laughs> we are gathered here today. She's sharing her energy, her time, first and foremost, is the great one. I, hopefully, I'm pronoun- I do everything correctly. Jillian M. Rock. Yes, thank you. Super fucking star, <laughs> and I'm honored that we got you on here. How are you doing today so far? I'm good. I'm honored to be here. This is probably the only second podcast I think I've ever done. Mm. Ooh. Um, and I'm excited to be here. Was the first one good? It the really it was. Mm-hmm. Oh, so we gotta we gotta try to match that. It was a different vibe. I was on a podcast with several other artists, so it's nice to it was be a group. Here by myself. Yeah, but it was still pretty awesome. All right, all right. I like the way that sounds. So you just want to get right into it? Yeah, I think we just start right into it. Yeah. All right. Let's see. I have an idea. I had an idea. Hopefully, I can do. I can achieve it and implement it well. So. Last night I was watching for the first time since they came back. I was watching the basketball game. I don't know if you like follow sports or anything like that. I don't. Okay. Either way, it doesn't matter. But <laughs> but the I, I believe the analogy and the reference might work. So there's a particular player, Dame Lillard, Dame Dollar. If you listen to music, mm-hmm. he they're playing they're playing the Brooklyn Nets. They're in the court. They're in the bubble down in Orlando, ESPN Worldwide or whatever, and. This this is their they have to win to order to stay alive within the, the tournament. Mm-hmm. And for the past week, him specifically and his team have been going off. Like he dropped sixty twice, fifty the night before. Got into a beef with with some clowns, two clowns. And I was watching the game, then it gets to the end. I'm like, damn, this fucking guy is like he just turned his whole game up to another level. Mm-hmm. And I watched it. They won. They escaped. And then I'm watching. And then today I woke up and I watched a little. They had like a little highlight from one of the moments in the game that like really like, like oh no, we're not fucking around with y'all. Like he, so in basketball, the three point line, if if you're aware of that mm-hmm. at least, yes, has been extended for play because of players like Steph Curry, Dame Lillard, who was Kyrie, yeah, in the past, Gilbert Arenas. Mm-hmm. 50 yeah. 50 Nick Young, maybe a Kobe. number of them, yeah. So, so, <laughs> so they, but he's they're shooting from the logo, yeah. So, mm-hmm. the logo is the halfway, is the half is half court. Okay. He took one step across half court and just and launched just it, jacked it. I don't know why I looked at, I don't know why I perceive things this way. I'm like, 
oh, like the way I read it was like, oh, you trying to let them know, like, I'm not here to fuck around with right, y'all. Like, right. you got sometimes you gotta let you gotta just what is what is the the thing I had? Like, you had to, he sent a blow to the bow. Like, I'm here, and you're gonna respect that, and I'm not playing. So what I want to say, what where I want to go with that is with you. It seems like in the things that you you were involved with, the things that you're doing in your own, from what I'm seeing on the outside, is it's like it's just your time now. Like you're not fucking around with your time or any like in the or in anything, anything. Yeah. So it's like in I guess the, like the starting point for me was like when we came together, like like collectively we was a part of a bigger collective and group and body of humans to do the the murals. In downtown Newark, mm-hmm. the abolish white supremacy mm-hmm. and all Black Lives Matter, and I saw that as like, yo, that's like you just, I'm gonna step up. I'm only this is like that was the city and the and the black community and other communities like stepping across that half court and just pulling it. Like, no, nah, this is our shot now. Like, mm-hmm. we're not playing defense anymore. And then, then I feel like everything, everything since that, I'm like, yo, everything I see, everything in particular to you is just like, yo. The female incubator residency with empty project for empty space, and then what else? There was something else that I saw. Oh, then your your collective. I'm gonna let you get into all the specifics and do your thing. But it's like you just. I'm watching. I'm like, yo, I'm looking. Like I'm from the on the bottom. The rockets up. just yeah. keep <laughs> just keeps going. Yeah. I I think SpaceX. I think I'm. I not. I think I'm. I'm in a really good place. Mm-hmm. Um, considering the place that started my work, which was my father passing two years ago, I think I'm. I'm mastering how to, um, not be afraid of grief and understand that grief happens like daily for many different things. I may go to the coffee shop and then be upset because they don't have oat milk, and I experience a little <laughs> moment and I get over it. And, and how can I use that to just kind of propel to the next thing? Um, and so I do feel like during this time, a lot is happening, but a lot is happening not because of my own work. I think a lot is happening because of the people in the circles that I'm in mm-hmm. are doing similar work or are identifying that you do this work and I want you to be a part of something bigger, which is the work that I think is more meaningful because we can all work by ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like I think we should at least be able to work by ourselves. When you're invited to work with other people, that says a lot about how people perceive your work ethic and how you work well with others and create. And so um, I started off this this time really not doing anything and really like suffering with like school and what's going on <laughs> as the end of the semester and my daughters and I all are in school and how are we gonna make this shit work because you're in one room on skype i'm in one room on zoom it was just a clusterfuck and then and then the times article um happened. yes yes and then um mm. but before the times i'm sorry for my bangles um the collective that i'm in the land collective which was um founded by Aaliyah and nene we were having like a meeting and i was like they're about to say scrap this shit like it's too much going on we shouldn't continue this work like we need to figure out what we're doing but it was the total opposite and it really gave me a burst of energy when they were like we we have some work to do we need to do the work i Yo, think we before we were maybe not realizing it as much as we need to realize it now and then the time and then um Siddhartha came from the times and I, that really propelled my energy and feeling like i had a space outside of myself to work in that I could be inspired, you know, um, 
by other people and, and, and just hope that I'm creating a space where they feel comfortable working with me. And out of that, you know, we got some amazing, we got to be photographed by some like amazing photographers. Mm. The interview, you know, um, was the first time a lot of us got to come back together. So it was a very intimate, you know, like coming to a moment of like, damn, I really need y'all. Like, I really just need to see your face walking down the street sometimes. Yeah. You know, I got to see um, LaCroix, Lenny. I'm, I'm really, you know, cool and close with him. And I think I underestimated, you know, people need people, but I think I underestimated how much I really do need other people. Because mm -hmm. I'm a mom and the people I need relatively are in my little ecosystem of my, my daughters and myself. But I really realized how much I need these group of people and for not anything but other to be seen in the moments that we don't even talk about needing to be seen. And then, and then I found out about the Feminist Incubator. And that was such a blessing because I had the honor of being on Fiemi's project for the um, Feminist Incubator and to just understand, you know, that process and to be around other like-minded women, which is which is extremely important um, in this space that really gives you room to just take your ideas and like, what are you doing with this? And not like create barriers for you. Um, I'm excited, but I'm nervous. Cause I know you asked me earlier, like you're not yeah. excited. I think I'm nervous because it will be my first like official publication of my own. Mm -hmm. um, and I wanna make sure that it's good. And I wanna make sure that there's room for other people to hopefully be inspired to do their own projects that may be similar, may not be similar. Um, but then in the middle of trying to get that energy together, then Jasmine Mann reaches out to me for the Symphony Symphony of Survival project. And go. then and go. then that's another level of just like bomb, what the fuck? Bomb, right. bomb. You dropped the bombs. All the bombs. Well, that, <laughs> the that's rocket. a rocket. Yeah. And then that's a bomb. We're going up and down at the same time. Well, I'm thinking just everything you're saying is just, <laughs> just copying itself. Yeah. yeah. But that was one of the first times I think I really was brought to tears by my own work. Because mm. I take photos and um, I don't try to attach to any one kind of medium. I yeah. may wake up tomorrow and decide I want to do work with sand and I'm going to figure out how to do work with sand. But to see the pictures so big mm -hmm. um, in, in, on a street in such a space that people can just like go by and hopefully see themselves was like really, really overwhelming. And you know, when I'm sitting there with my peers and I'm just like, well, what's, what's the largest you ever enlarged your photo? What's the largest <laughs> you ever, cause I think mine was 18 by 24. <laughs> and you know, we, we really all got a chance to see, and even, and even, um, Kay Desiree, who has a quote from her poem, like, when have you ever seen your words this big outside of a type two font, you know, and the little things we take for granted, um, I really had a moment of just like, wow, the people in my life really see something that most times I don't even think I even catch on. I just, I see a photo before it happens or I see it as I'm, and I just take it. Um, and I'm blessed enough that um, I'm a film shooter, but I take a lot of my photos with my phone. And those are the photos that people seemingly like the most mm. are the ones I get to take with my phone. And, and I know there's like politics in that. And are you a photographer or are you not? And it's just like, well, this, these are the photos that I'm taking. Yeah. However I took them, I really think, you know, Whatever we, can, the tool we is. can wax poetic about like, you know, film photography, digital photography. But um, the phone allows me to get closer to people than I normally wouldn't. It's I feel sometimes intimate. with a camera, whereas the camera allows me to not be so invasive. Cause to just hold up my phone and say, let me take your photo. It's like, what the fuck are you doing in my face with your phone? <laughs> yeah. Whereas a camera, you assume someone's gonna do something, I guess, more 
more genuine with it than your phone, but um, it's just been like a whirlwind of goodness. And I really think it's about time. Mm. I've really experienced loss on a different level, and I'm starting to understand what this feels like on a different level, and it's nice. It's really, really nice. And my kids get to, to see, get to have me in a better way than somebody who's not peaceful and positive and happy and just grateful. So it's like, it's just completely full circle, everything that's happening. In the times in between, like the next announcement, or you know, you've you've, 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 na you've named a few, like when you're on your own, whether that be literal or figurative, are you feeling like all the cylinders are hitting? I'll use a personal example: when you're running mm -hmm. and you're gaining like top end speed, your legs are a combination of stride length and rotation, and Oof. it's like perfect sequence, okay. you know. So you just feel it. Okay. Or with drumming, like mm -hmm. the, the pattern is on cue each yeah. time. So are you feeling like everything is hitting its mark? Mm -hmm. So not that these new announcements aren't surprising because they can be. But if you look at it further back, they make sense because yeah. everything is hitting its stride. Yeah, I would I would say that. Yes, I would. I would definitely say that I'm trying to like just think about that feeling because I, I felt it when you, I don't run because mm. I just can't be bothered with running. I will briskly walk unless the cops are chasing us. Don't expect me to it's run. A jog. Over. I'm not doing that shit. I will briskly walk. My daughter is a runner. She does cross country, but I'm yeah, not. So she, I'm she not would know. I'm the, not running. Good endurance. I'm not running. But I do in hindsight feel like um, I am not, I'm becoming more comfortable with myself and I'm not, I'm not so surprised that I, I can, I can, do, do those things, things yeah do those things because i have ideas all the time i've always been someone who's had ideas i've always been someone who's very outspoken about my ideas whether you know it was when i was younger and i was dancing in brooklyn and, and was dancing in harlem Ooh. or whether it was like literature has always been a big part of my life and so i've always had these ideas now i'm just starting to understand I, I can attach a medium to the idea now. Mm -hmm. So I can say, I have all these photos of, you know, this homeless population and I can be honest with myself and say this is like highly exploitative because like if you're not awake while I'm taking your photo, I'm controlling the narrative of you. How can I, now I have these stocks of photos because now I have to really sit with how can I do this in a respectful way, but I feel like I have the mediums whether it's 3D printing, whether it's photography, whether it's printmaking, whether it's writing, to give these um, ideas like breath. And, and that's something that I'm becoming more comfortable with rather than just writing them down and walking away, which is what I normally do. Yeah. And then not letting people tell me that I need to be doing something different. Because I mean, sometimes you have, you have work and it needs to be edited or it, and it needs to be critiqued and it, need to, it needs to be altered. But there is still a sense of well no this is what this is how i want it to look and so i don't think sometimes not just as an artist but just in 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 people when you want to be a part of something bigger you kind of think you have to compromise self when you you just have to continue to be yourself and people will adapt or they'll realize that what you're doing is not for them and then they'll move on and then you'll do it yourself right <laughs> which is usually how i think most things happen you just arrive at a place where it's like no i think i should just do that and see what happens and then it ends up being awesome or it ends up being shitty and then you figure out how to make it awesome for you and so the biggest blessing i have with creating is that i don't create for income 
Mm. I literally create so I'm not out here probably slapping the shit out of people who are <laughs> like driving me insane. Mm. Um, I'm blessed enough to have a moment in my life where I'm on scholarship at school and it frees up a lot of worry to have a residential scholarship and not have to worry like how am I going to have how am I going to pay rent? How am I going to feed my family? I'm really allowed to just do. I mean, I have to do well in school, but I really have a freedom of like a mind space where I can just like kick it and just figure shit out and let it not work. But most of the time, it seems like it's just been working. And so as long as I don't I don't get in my own way, I think I'm onto something. That's a very good point. <laughs> as, long as, yeah. I don't, as long as I don't get too intimidated <laughs> by all the all the marks that I'm hitting, um, then then yeah. It seems like the collectives help because you have you have people in places that you're allowed to bounce off of. Mm -hmm. And even they're pushing you mm -hmm. when you're not even noticing. I don't think the collective I'm in, the Land Collective, which is formed of Aaliyah. Aaliyah's at um, New Arts Justice with Salamisha. Mm -hmm. Nene, so. I think, oh, Nene, don't kill me. I believe she's at MoMA. Mm. Um, Chris, Dolo Photo. Chris is Chris. He's just like, <laughs> amazing. And he, Gabe, he who went, is yes. just so Oh, amazing. yeah, they were at the mural. Yeah, they were, yes, all, the, Gabe, were all there. The Nork Project. And so for me, as an older member, and I always bring my age up because I think we don't give younger people enough credit for the shit that they're doing and how like innovative they are. Whereas I do the same shit and it takes me like two weeks because I need to write everything down and I'm like wasting paper and they're just, they're just conscious on a different level and on an effective level. So it's inspiring to just be in space with people younger than me doing shit that I'm in, I, I want to do or that I'm doing now at this age at 38. And every time, you know, when we're in meetings and Gabe speaks up, I'm like, you need to talk more because I really like your voice and I like history. I like hearing you. You got some real shit to say, you know, and it's and it's the same. It's the same with Chris. And we all push each other really through the projects that we're doing. It's like you doing that. Oh, shit. You know, I got I got this digital camera because Chris and Gabe have it. And I already know. I have teachers that can teach me how to use this camera. I don't even know how to use yeah. it. But I know I have people that, you know, will show up. And so it allows you to kind of just like jump off the edge because you know, you're gonna get caught somewhere by somebody. And it's like really fly. And I really, I really, really, really love this collective. Yeah. <laughs> Speak your mind. The universe, man. Speak your mind. The universe. Uh, yeah. Jesus, you hit me with that. So how do you, what would you, because you said earlier you don't like to put titles on yourself. Like, you have this many different, like, patinas for you. Like, what if you can pick, not even pick one, no, just, not, we're not picking. What what would be the best way to describe you as, shout out to Bimpe, I don't want to say the word, as a creative, as a maker? Well, or is maker I, I the best way? I creative. Um, because, I mean, if we're going to go based on, like, what I have on my website and what I put on shit, you know, I'm a multidisciplinary artist, but... I have always um, been in literature and writing mm -mm. and reading. You so always come that, back to it that. informs everything for me um, to a degree. It, it really, really does. Um, and so I think a creative is fine. I, I generally change it depending on where I'm at. If I'm in a project and I'm showing photos, then I definitely like to lead with, you know, I'm a photographer. Um, but I'm just, I don't know, I'm just me. I'm an artist, I'm a creative. I don't really want to attach to one thing. I don't do well with that. <laughs> it's like having different shoes. Yeah, and I love shoes. I love sneakers. And so, you know, you change based on what you have on. And yeah. you don't, you don't, you are still you, but you know, um, we don't encourage exploration enough. 
And I find exploration when I'm creating because I really can just say, I have this, I have this, what do I want to do with this? Do I want to make this a poem? Do I want to make this a photo essay? Do I want to make this nothing and just hold on to it? Um, and so I don't know, I'm generally the kind of person if I want to learn something, I will find a way to learn it. I'm not like that with math. But with everything else, Ditto. Ditto. But with everything else, I really can go into a zone of just like understanding I wanna learn this, I'm gonna learn it, but also understanding when it's not my thing. I hear that. And so I ain't gonna waste my time trying to trying to Do you think you'll ever come back to dancing? In- I hope so. Oh damn, I hope so. So <laughs> I grew up here in Newark. I moved to Flatbush for high school and I went to Erasmus. Um and <laughs> I was dead a dead on Flatbush. <laughs> dead on oh, Flatbush. I wow. love Flatbush. It's not the same. Um, <laughs> I was there '96 to the 2000s, and now it's 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 very different. But you know, you go to schools in the city, and they got you're a major in shit. I'm thinking like, I mean, I yeah. guess I like to watch Donnie Simpson on BET. I'll just do dance, and and I was good at it. And so I danced there. I danced at the Harlem School of the Arts. I I danced all the way up until I had my oldest daughter but the crazy shit about that was I actually got into Cal Arts but at the time the internet was booming and my family was just like we ain't got time for all that art shit like you need to be in tech or whatever was going on and so I just never went but I taught dance up until I had my first daughter and so I I know I will I'm hoping I go back to dance because if I have to look back to a part of my life where I experienced the most peace it was when I was dancing Mm. And I think that I, I could always use to tap into what makes me a little bit calmer than what than what I normally am. So I'm I'm hoping dance will find me. I just don't want to be doing too much. Hmm. You know, I don't want to pulled in every way, and, yeah, and in all creative ways because then there's there's no there's no I need life to like inform me. Mm. So I need to experience some things in order to be able to do something like that time to decompress. Yeah. Or just feel all the shit that don't feel good. So I can be like, yeah, now let's do something about this and, and, and make it make sense. So, yeah. So dance, when dance finds me, I will reach out to <laughs> you and let you know that I'm taking a dance class. Is there like any particular, how do I, how do I even discuss dance? Uh, is it genre? It's no style. Um, technique. technique. So, yes, okay, I was a modern dancer and I did Graham, which is by Martha Graham and Horton. Horton would be like what Ailey, their technique I'm about to say, dance. Well, like, it's very linear. Um, Martha Graham is very all about like inhale, exhale. The movements are very round and flowing, but those were the two techniques that I did. Mm, mm-hmm. Schooling us. Yeah. My mom, because uh, I'm, sorry, Donna. I'm originally from Brooklyn. Okay. So, Why are you saying sorry? No, no sorry. Because no, no, me and Donna have a thing. We do this thing where, because he's like born in LA. She like, said Cal Arts. So, I was like, we got the, we got the nice little oh. beef, the fun beef. In quotations. But, I, but you know what? Not to cut you off, but if Uh-oh. the if life leads me to California, <laughs> I will be there on the next thing. If my my oldest daughter wants to go to college in Cali, I have already made a decision. <laughs> we are all moving to Cali for her to be able to go to, <laughs> to, go to that school. So. Let's let's not play the West Coast. We going to the left coast. Ah. We because we get to see sunrises here. Mm-hmm. I want to see some sunsets. Mm. Yeah, at some point, different little perspective. And the big sky, the big big <laughs> sky. <laughs> Where'd you grow up at in Brooklyn? Even though I'm asking. I'm I grew up. I was born 
I'm from Williamsburg, but okay. lived lived in Williamsburg and Crown Heights. So okay. spent some time in, <laughs> in Flatbush a little bit. My parents had a storefront on Nostrand and Bergen. Oh, you in yeah. good bed stuy. Yeah. So yep. damn. All right, good. So, how did you like that? How did you like your time in Brooklyn as a kid? Oh man, it was just—it was fucking banging. <laughs> like, so I don't think I could have gone to Brooklyn to for, to Newark. Mm-hmm. I think because I've always—I'm—I. I, I You're born and raised Newark. Yeah. Okay. But I could. Well, I was born in Elizabeth. I grew okay. up here. It's kind of—I don't know. People just have kids in another space and then come back home. <laughs> um, but and that works, I guess. The hospitals, however that works, but. I loved it. It really seemed like, okay, this is the next iteration of my life. I've, I've never really, I didn't, you know, I really didn't have like a whole bunch of friends that I was like, oh my God, I'm leaving. It's just, you know, I've always kind of been very like, well, it is what it is. It's um, the next step. Yeah. And so I loved it. I was able to, um, I mean, I grew up in the era where I was on the trains at 13. So I was back and mm. forth on the path, coming back and forth. I was in Prospect Park riding around. Yes. I was just all over. And, and I could be all Moving over. And yeah, and by myself. And so I definitely found the artistic side of myself outside of writing um, in Brooklyn. Definitely. I loved, I just loved being there. I loved being around the culture that's Flatbush, all the like scents and the flavors. And you know, I love West Indian people in general. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're my people. So I still um, need some roti. And so I just, I don't know. I think about it often. Like, could I have done the opposite? Mm. I don't know if coming here would have been enough considering all that I was thrusted into going there. Might've been slightly, I don't want to say downgrade. There's another word for that, but slightly like a step down. Mm. Maybe in pace, not necessarily. Or, I think a step down, but in far as like as far as stimulation, yeah. You know, there was there was just so much activity, to yeah. Do. You know, I could get on the train, and at one point in high school, I was doing. I had like a scholarship at LIU, and I was doing dance class there, so I could go on campus and just be dancing at the corner at this little tri- the Triangle Theater. They have a little dance room. Like I, I was able to just get to so many places on my own. Um, that I think maybe if I was home, my, my dad would have been like, nah, you're not going there. Because here, the transportation system is so different in a mm-hmm. sense that, you know, you get into the city, it's like, well, either you want me to go outside, you're going to have to let me go outside. You know, there's I'm no not, way around there's it. There's no yeah. way around it. Um, yeah. And so um, I loved it. I loved it. I mean, my kids love Brooklyn too. I don't know if that's ever going to happen moving there. It costs way too much, and it's yeah. not the Brooklyn I grew up at. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's it, it definitely is a place where um where I, I really I need to go back more often and visit at least. Was you rocking the, the Pelly Pelly jackets? Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Why wouldn't I? Of course I would. I would rock I would rock that. I mean, check. Champions seemingly is making their way back. It's just a little bit different. Mm-hmm. I your, would, your era's coming back and I, I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it too. I am. I'm past. I'm. 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 I could do with the non-tight clothes. <laughs> I, you know, I like variety. Mm-hmm. So I'm digging that the old school stuff is starting to come back. It's colorful. Yeah. My friend just the other shout out to Blay. He, he uh yeah we we had been talking about it. I was like damn. I had text him. I was like damn man. I want some Carl Kanai gear because that's before my time. And I'm I looking mean, at mine it. is cross colors. See, I, and that was in my head the cross too. Cross colors, hell yeah. And I was like, yo, he's like, oh, he sent me the link. I was like, wait, he's still he's still functioning. Yes. I was yes. like, holy shit. Yes. He never stopped. Yeah. I think he just I think he just maneuvered 
And now the brand Carl Kanai is coming back. And yeah. so I don't really think he has much to do other than just bring it back. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he bought a shirt. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, you bastard. But then that takes <laughs> away from like thrifting and being able to yeah. find old shit in those old are, spaces. Those got to be huge finds now. Yeah. 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 And I they'll think, mark them up too. I think like my best find was I found this plaid plaid um, Ralph Lauren button up with the teddy bear. With the the Ralph Bear, and that was before they re brought it back out because, mm-hmm. and then this was so this was high school though, and then my my dumbass, because I'm thinking I'm being smooth and shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was on our senior trip. I think I was like I was gonna get on something, some some type of ride, and I gave it to a girl like yo hold this for me, I'm like yeah she holding my shirt. I'm feeling good. I come back, I never got that shit back. Shit, because I Mm-mm. wouldn't give it back to you now. <laughs> and then I seen her post a picture. I was like, yo, that's my fucking shirt. She's like, it's ours. It's <sighs> I, don't ours. Even, I don't even talk to this person no more. A lot of the old, old, older things or vintage things are coming back. And mm-hmm. it's interesting to see also what people are doing with that. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's now into Polaroids and things like that where, you know, and... I just got my young, my oldest daughter a a, pole, a Insta stack, and she's just like ah, going, you know, crazy. She's going nuts. Whereas I'm like, ooh, I, you know, you know how much that that is, how much it costs to do that. It's cheaper to get. Um, but it's nice to just see older older things being repurposed, cause the even even the eye is different mm-hmm. than when I was taking Polaroids, than when Polaroids were yeah. first coming out. You know what we were taking photos of has changed, and so I I like seeing what's happening with the old things coming new. I just can't get with this TikTok shit. <laughs> Especially I, with two daughters. Can't get with the TikTok thing. I'm do, trying. It's difficult. I don't even know what it is, but it's just a lot. Do your daughters use TikTok? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the demographic. My 13-year-old really loves it. My 16-year-old, like, I feel like she plans her TikTok time. Mm. So I tend to try to give her space because, you know, you can't do shit. She's in the studio. staring at you. So, you know. But I guess I just feel like it's another it's another means of instant gratification that I don't know if like that demographic needs to have more of. Like mm. why don't you just learn the whole complete movement and now you have a whole thing rather than these really sudden movements that don't I don't know what's happening. It's in the back of my it's in my peripheral. I'm just like it's a lot rather than actually learning a dance. And so, you know, as a dancer, sometimes it's interesting to watch them move. And I'm like, y'all not even completing the step. Like, yeah. Like, put your arms up, your arms, your shoulders down, you know, and I try not to be aggy. I just got to let them do, do what it is that they do. Because I'm sure I did shit at their age that was like, why are you doing this? Damn. You just looking at that. Like, you're like the sensei sitting there like, you're not even hitting the right no. move. You well, didn't complete it. Or just do it. the whole move. Like, we're not going to stop doing a move mid-movement to go to the next one. It just doesn't <laughs> even seem like natural. So, <laughs> oh my goodness. So yeah, try not to be overbearing with my gifts is also a thing too. You know, try to to quickly wrap up on what I had started. You think it was it was not that it's weird. It's just funny. Funny, you was like, yeah, I was, yeah, I was a dancer, and you know, you explain the dance, and you bring up Alvin Ailey, and I was just like, my mom, she used to. She used to make the costumes for Alvin Ailey, mm, and she yes. like it was like we had a close friend that used to dance for Alvin Ailey, and I think there wasn't even I don't think she danced for Alvin Ailey. That I forget her name. Ah, uh, I wish I remember. I think it's something like Debbie, like Debbie Allen, maybe Debbie Allen. You don't know who Debbie Allen is? Like she's like a like close family friend. I'm like. 
Cause my mom is like, she not that she gets upset. Like Debbie Allen is Debbie damn Allen. So and for me, I'm like, okay, cause my mom is like, you, you don't. Know she's like, no, no. I'm my mom them. acts the same way, cause she doesn't like when she doesn't like that when, cause now like the Debbie Allen of our time now is Misty Copeland. And he was like, Dizzy Copeland is not the first. Is not the first. Like this, like you're forgetting about Debbie. Like I believe what what that, I think she was probably the first principal. Is that the correct term? For um, I forget for what dance company. I maybe what is what is the one at Lincoln Center? Is that American Dance something? The ba- yes, about ba- mm-hmm. that. So American she was ba- like, because my mom loves Misty, but she was like, you can't just forget about what came before and just give her the title. But I'm like, it's pretty accurate. It's like, well, and then there's this assumption that you want the title, right? There's yeah. a burden in being the first of anything. Exactly, so, set the bar. You know, we think that mm. people are so happy to be the first, but then you have to, you don't get to be present with your success when you're the first be- if you are community conscious. You're thinking about, all right, well, I'm here doing this shit. How can I make sure that I do it the right way, mm-hmm. just enough, so I put other people on that look like me? And so you really, it really can be a burden. And I don't think we ever see those sides of things when we are just like, well, she's not the first. Well, I'm sure she probably may not really want to be the yeah, first because that's what they put now she got to set shit off for mm-hmm. you know everyone else. And 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 I don't think you ever not think about stuff like that. I was thinking about that with Obama, with the well, the Obamas, because I think not recently he celebrated a birthday, and everybody's oh happy birthday Barack and oh you're you're my dad like this oh hey dad. <laughs> And I was talking to my dad. I was like, damn, like he probably didn't even want this. Like now, like thanks to, not thanks to him, it's not solely him, but like for Bill Cosby wilding the fuck out in his life. I'm like, cause that's like everybody, like the black community's old dad. And that's the, that's the, uh, the husband and wife family scenario that the black community looked at. Like, oh, you know, this shit is possible. We could be mm-hmm. doctors and live in a brownstone mm-hmm. and shit like that. But he got him, he parked himself the fuck out of here. And I'm like, damn, now Obama's the guy. So that's like, it's not something he wanted. Like, imagine everybody looking at you as if you're perfect. And you got to be that And you that know way. you're not. And you or know like you're, you're not. like you're a superstar. Yeah, and like you're, you're just, and you're just here. And then, <laughs> I'm like, Yo, my, man, that's, my man's just trying to chill in his jet skis, right. like, and enjoy his life. Not be the black this and the black that and just having to be that, that, that person or that thing that mm-hmm. need the media and I guess just us as humans like to do to famous people. Well, I also think that the Obamas, the most important um, takeaway for me with them is that there are more black people like them than not. Mm-hmm. And, and society would rather see us as being so different mm-hmm. and and um, disruptive. And, and we are a group of chill ass people that just want to do our thing. And we, and we just, fortunately for us, most often always do it with style and grace. We're just never showcased in that way. There's more, I have so many more, I have so many black male friends that are like Obama than I don't. You know, whether, and you know, and I have shit. two very close male friends and, and they are just regular, you know, why do black people always have to exist in some kind of dystopia? Like we are regular people that do regular shit, you know, and, we walk and our so I think for a lot of people, <laughs> we it, breakfast. Was, it was like a, you know, it's like, oh shit, he ain't, he's not about to be all rah-rah, acting all crazy. He's graceful about it when he is, because there was times where he was like checking people and I was just happy that there was just a different, a different type of of um 
of like you couldn't escape seeing that Obama was just not what I think people like to categorize people, which is just regular ass people. <laughs> he just wants to live. That's all. Yeah. Who happens to, you know, like myself, see like self as community, you mm. know, and 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 that's important. And not everybody can do that. It takes a lot of selflessness to say I'm a I'm a part of something way beyond me, way beyond my family. Certainly, when you get older and you have children, or when you have parents, it doesn't matter. You know, I think it, it can be because you share yourself with the people that you envision or the people that you're um, representing. But I think I think we need like more people that do that than not because that's how that's how we um that's how we do open the door for other people without it being a burden it's just like nah i don't just gotta wear my mask because of me mm. i'm a part of something so much bigger and that's how i had to tell my kids like y'all not going back to school but understand the ecosystem right it's me and y'all it's your father and your siblings but it's also the street we live on and then it's the neighborhood we live on and then it's the studio that mm. i have and then mm. it's you know Keeps and, expanding. and it really is your your reach is wide, but like your your embrace of that reach is tighter. So it's like we can go real far with our reach, but at some point, you know, you do know that it all just comes right back to you, and you have to be like conscious. And I just think Obama's fine as hell. <laughs> like he is fine as hell. Y'all got you, you, you thinking the key? But I'm gonna just say that Obama. <laughs> Obama is fine as hell. Jillian says hi, Barack. Hey, if this gets back Barack. To you. No, and, said, and Michelle, we still said, love you. I said hey. Hey, Miss Parker. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit and, uh, and then then going to michelle i think she because now she's doing a podcast on spotify yeah and mm-hmm. shouts to spotify they're giving so they throwing money out there just saying spotify hi just saying just saying we here <laughs> or title oh no not Jay, just what's up, baby? We're, we're, we're saying we're, it's being we're said saying. it's being said sad sad says <laughs> this is this is this is but yeah i had caught I was listening to the radio and they had caught, I think, like a, a little, a little tidbit or blurb of what she said. She said she's dealing with like some type of low form of depression right now. Yeah, and then, and then the DJ, I think, was because this is one hundred seven point five, and I think it's Deja or Shay- Shayla. She was like, she just sounded so shocked, like, oh my god, like, oh. I'm like, you get depressed. It's, I'm just like, what is like. I didn't when I heard us I'm like what's nothing wrong with that right, like, what, right. like this like, are we not human we can't admit to not even admit like just be vulnerable enough to say yeah, yeah I go through shit yeah I'm, I'm going through some shit right now yeah. but you being surprised that I'm going through some shit <laughs> like what the fuck do you think who do you think I am well, not even who what do you think I am like yeah. when, it, when it pertains to like people like her and them or anybody in those in those scenarios scenarios I'm like yo you can't even I wonder say if something the, like that without being a thing. I wonder if the surprise from the other person is not that they can, but what could it be? Maybe. And they just don't phrase it that way. Right. And it just comes off as like, oh, you, right. you, you're able to? <laughs> what are you depressed about? Or, yeah. or maybe she's just shocked that Michelle actually said it and she's just mm, not at too. the place where she's comfortable saying it. Because you have to really be present in the shit that's not perfect with you in order to understand why things are not perfect with other people if mm. i'm always like happy go lucky then i'm like damn you're not happy but no not all the time and this is yeah i mean she is no longer in the white house she has two children but in college now so i'm sure that's a whole nother iteration of like itself, mommy yeah. that you're not you know what i'm saying and and they're I'm somewhat not, public figures right, right? her I'm children are well, being, being public figures now back to being yeah. Yeah. citizens yeah, 
And I don't think I mean I'm sure that never leaves. Whatever level of security and shit they have, I well, that's no, for they life. have to keep yeah. life, and that has to suck to a certain degree. I like the the video. Um, what is that? Who does it? Who does the um, karaoke in the car? Oh, James Corden. James. I yeah. love when she did it with him. <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. You have to watch that. I'm gonna check it out. Um, this week, what is it? yeah? This week, Joe Biden. Jill, especially you. I wanted to get so you're the perfect oh. person to have on. Okay. We were we were not. I'm, I'm not even gonna say lucky. The timing is immaculate. I wanted to get your like perspective on him choosing Kamala Harris as his vice president and running mate. And how do you feel about like that selection? Um. Well, I mean, it's it's. <laughs> I don't want to say it's black and white because that's like the worst analogy. <laughs> but it 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 is it's I. I don't like making hard things harder at this point in my life. And so for me, the old, I'm not surprised that he picked her. Mm-hmm. I really assumed he would. I picked, I assumed he'd pick someone that wasn't white or white identifying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, um, because I think he knows that um, maybe, I'm hoping he, he he's seeing it from a point of view of like, that's a lens in which you just can't see from. And you know, it would be good to have this insight. Um, there's so much going on about like backlash on like her career and just Joe and his shit. And unfortunately, I really do think we're at the point of, you know, um, we just need to make sure that Trump is not back in office. A friend of mine, um, he posted, you know, like if he gets reelected, like that's it for us. He's never going to leave. Like mm. we stuck. Because um, he's just that level of off, right? That he mm. don't give a fuck. Um, and so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all that he picked her. Do you like it? If you um, want to be, if you want to be that honest. I know like black people, cause I had this, the thought when he picked her, I was like, I'm not even gonna lie. I was like, huh? right. but like, yo, but fuck it. I'm bro. I got to roll with it. I'm rolling with her. Right. Like in them, like it's better and, than that. What, what well, we and have that's now. How, and that's how I'm attaching my like or, or dislike exactly. to any of it is like, but we need to, we need to, we need to acknowledge why people don't vote. Um, and we, and we need to like acknowledge that. But then we also need to acknowledge that we often don't vote for who we want. It's, we have to vote for like, who's the better of the worst. Of the two, yeah. Of Which the is two. crazy. Mm-hmm. And so that's like the only feeling I've attached to it. I haven't talked about it yet to my daughters, which usually helps me understand how I feel about stuff when I hear how they feel about it. It's like, yeah. oh, I didn't think about that. Um, but I'm happy it's not a white woman. Of course. Fuck, like I'm going to say, of course. Thank God. Um, you know, just to, just to get some, you know, we're all capable. Um, so uh, it, it's, it's a little disheartening um, that she's being kind of drugged through the mud. Mm. But... You can't expect that, like we can't, we can never expect that the past decisions we make won't, like you know, it it, it comes, it always comes, it, up. It always comes up, right? Especially and that's in those why moments. Should, especially though, and in moments like this, like come on, you're you're the vice president candidate, so I do think that you know you have to understand why people aren't really wanting to fuck with you. <laughs> um, but another layer to it is, I also don't think oftentimes we understand how these systems work. And we just see people as like singular people. And you're a black woman. Why are you not looking out for your people? Not understanding all the other systems that are in place that she's entered into to try to navigate through. And so the system in the game that she's playing there. And so I, 
I don't know. I just, I, I'm praying this don't get bad before it gets like extremely worse. And, mm-hmm. and I do feel like there's enough people that support Trump that will vote for him. That's the, and that's like a biggest like thing of mine that I'm yeah. hoping. Cause you know, they out here thinking that like aliens are telling them <laughs> that Trump, is, you know, like they got some like other shit going on in their mind with him. And then they're being like swayed by really like not, not like factual things are informing a lot of these supporters of him. And I don't think they're understanding um, what it is that we're getting. We have a businessman who doesn't need to run a country. So he can fuck us all the way up Open quote, and then go right quote. back to his shit when he's He'll done. He has, he has yeah. no entire desire to have a life in politics. This is not his purpose in life. This is just some shit he wanted to do <laughs> when he was younger and decided, I'm going to do this shit because I can. Um, and, and then so it happened. I, and it happened, right? And I think he was just as surprised like, oh, as shit. everybody else. But I, but I, but I do think that, that that makes him very dangerous because he has no... He don't give a fuck. He gonna be alright. He's cause he's play, he's played either it. win. He either way he doesn't lose. Right. Yeah. And so that's that's you know and and I'm 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 I don't know I'm I'm really hoping people come out and vote and I'm hoping that they understand that I mean this shit is fucked up and Biden and and um, Kamala is just on some it, that's a whole nother iteration of some other shit but that it can't be Trump. And it can't be Pence because nobody talks about him. Oh, he's, he's more destructive Pence than is more, that's Pence a, is more destructive than um because he actually has the yep. knowledge. And he's quiet. And he's I quiet always devil. said, I always said to my to my homeboy, I said, I think the goal was to get Pence in, but he, but I he think they knew that he's way too, he was way too much. So Trump is the buffer. And if some shit happened to Trump, then he, then we we. We, like I don't, He's I don't in the see clip. him as ready. Yeah, I don't see him as being as quiet as he. So it's like maturing candidate and shit. Yeah, but like on some other shit. They both, I think both parties are playing. Well, I'm not gonna say party because Trump is he's not he's his own entity like. Oh. Him and the Democrat or Biden, they're both playing into it. Like this is their bag. Yeah. So Trump's bag, like he's not the whole this whole politic thing. He's like, I don't give a fuck about policy, this and that, where he's just, I just have to get these motherfuckers to come and well, vote for Well, he don't give a fuck about anything. Yeah. <laughs> Even if we want to talk about, if we want to bring it back to, like, the arts and the art of journalism, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> He doesn't even understand. No. A lot of people, I think, also don't understand the art of journalism. Mm-hmm. And... And the level of respect that you have for your peers, that you have for the work, that you have for the voice, that you have for like what you are doing and how you are bringing that to the masses. And it's, sometimes it's really painful to watch how disrespectful he is. It's like, this is a whole journalist. Like, what are you, how do you just, how do you, or how are you okay with that? And how are you okay with snuffing out someone's life's work? This is mm. what I do. This is what I went to school for. This is why I'm here. This is what I, I do very well. And he just has an issue with anybody that has an issue with him. And it's really, it's, it's, it's really classic um, white people shit as far <laughs> as I'm concerned. For me, it is. And it's even very more representative so of, of the breakdown of a lot of things is being in a bubble of your own self and... You know, we don't want to say everything's about race, but you know that's a whole nother topic for another time. But I do think like it's it's very obvious when you look at the two people and knowing like Obama could never do no shit like this, never. No, he get crucified. Like never. I, I don't even think that would have been in his mind. Like, yeah. You know what? You know what, Michelle? We just gonna we you know you we just gonna do some shit. 
fuck the country, we just gonna go here, you know, and it's and and that's 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 a conversation that for another time that is still very like it's fucked up that it's like that though. It really is. I hear you. But I don't I think I'm praying that and people come out and vote and put their differences aside. Well, especially black people, that's what this decision was yeah. for. Yeah. And that's what I was trying to get at with with Biden, like when he first when he became the nomination, I'm like not that I don't like I'm just like Yo you're like You're playing You're the Obama boy Like Not that he wrote He's now He's writing Obama's Coattails It's like his, I think his goal is When you like, When you see me You think of Obama So I'm good At least for black people Like oh Biden He cool That's my guy that's so Obama picked up. I'm rolling with him. But and he's like, coming in. He's coming in with some with some other shit that is really. He's coming in with, you know, the the Me Too movements and, mm-hmm. and, and 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 those issues that I think people are very less forgiving with um, mm. than any other overarching issue. And so I think he's going to have to navigate through that because in the spirit of believing people when they tell you what's happening, how do you not acknowledge what what is what is what the narratives are and vote for somebody. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's hard for certain people to really sit here and say, yeah, but you asking me to vote for somebody that... Just can't. You just can't. <laughs> that I just can't. Right? I was going to say worse, but you just can't. And so it, it's, you know, I don't know. I I, I don't know. I I'm, I know I'm, I'm normally not in front of the TV. I'm not a big TV watcher, mm-hmm. but I'm definitely going to be um, in front of the TV for this one. It almost seems like it's a two-step, well... Seems like it's uh has to be a strategic process. Like the first battle is making sure that it's not not him. Right. Then when we get to that being out of the way, then we have to then focus on what we do have mm-hmm. and trying to get them. I got to tune them up. You got to deal with Gramps. And people are just like you <laughs> know burns. people are starting to be um, individually woke. Right. And not even saying in the grander scheme of whatever wokeness is. And the thing about when you become woke, which just means you unlearn and then relearn, is it's hard to go back to the shit that you unlearned because mm-hmm. now you're like, well, wait a minute, this don't none of this add up. And you want me to vote for you? Like you gotta make sense of this. So she makes sense because she's the well, I mean, I have a woman as my vice president, so mm-hmm. um and I think they're gonna have a lot he's gonna have a lot of questions he's gonna have to answer. And so is she. <laughs> I mean, honestly, or try to, or try to, try or to. try to, yeah. and that shit should be interesting too. But Biden also looks starting to get old as hell. Yes. <laughs> just within the matter of like the last few months, I feel like he's just aging. Yeah, well, look at—he's uh, not even the president yet. He's not even the president yet. I remember seeing like a, a compilation of photos of Obama. Oh my where, god, that where his shit hair is crazy. started, and then. And now he's like yeah. a lumberjack. With um, well, yeah. now he's slimmed out again. Yeah, but he's like all gray. Well, that's me. Yo, but. Biden. I don't know, bro. You sure you want that four years, man? It's a long time. <laughs> it's a, it is a long time. Hey, man, if, if Ginsburg can make it as long as she's made it, I think Joe can give us four. I mean, I think if Trump can make it as long as he made as long as His whole life. It. That that's bastard. Sad. There was another thing that I found interesting also with, with Kamala. They were... Cause <laughs> it's, just, it's not funny, but it's, I laugh at it. Like... They were like, oh, she's the first Afri- she's the first African American woman, la 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 la, and like, oh, her mom or whatever, her parents are from Jamaica and from India. I'm like, I get why they want to say she's African American, but technically that's not all she is. And is technically she she's not? not even that. They say because I guess like if you're not the way I see it, they're saying like 
that will, uh, how the regular people see it. Like, oh, she's not even black. You're calling her black, like African American, when she's literally half Jamaican and Indian. And they mix that. Like, how does that get you to African American? How doesn't it? So my father's black. Mm-hmm. My mother's Italian. My mother disowned me. My father raised me. I'm a black woman. Yeah. You ain't even think twice about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but with right. her, so yeah. then, so then, what makes what what? It's hard when who gets to decide who's yeah. what. But I get to decide that if they do some shit to you, they're gonna do that same shit to me. Yeah. Now they may mm-hmm. look you past, and that's okay. It is what it is. But it, it, it's it's you. You should be allowed to directly connect to what you identify with and why and not have to constantly say why Mm -hmm. is she any less black because she has an indian father father am i any less black because i have an italian mother when my parents raised me to be a little black girl yeah because that's what i am and so you know it's 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 always a conversation that people who are not directly i think mixed have a view of which i i tend to think is very problematic because I'm, what if you had a white mom, but you look yeah. in the mirror and you say, but I'm a whole black man. Yeah. But then now I'm tearing you apart because I'm saying, but your mom ain't black. Right. Right. So it's, it's a fine line between who gets to say who's what and why we even have to do that. No, I get it. I get it. Because in- that's a whole black woman. Yeah, I get it. It's just like, <laughs> in- it's interesting when, because even being African-American, that's already a whole mixed ball game. Mm-hmm. So then we talk about when she's like, she's even more than that. Like it's into like that conversation gets brought up. Like I just because I'm I saw that I'm like all right cool. And then I see like you see when you see when you watch you say you don't watch TV as much. Not really. But when you see like all right they're saying this and then when you see what you if you go like to social media or just like regular conversations, mm-hmm. that's where those like con- that's where those conversations get brought up. Like man, she's not even black, bro. What the fuck you mean? I'm like. They did the same thing with Obama. Yeah, so it's just interesting. Once like they realize, once <laughs> they, they realize, they did the same thing with, with Obama. Like once they realize someone's mixed, it's just it's like I want to say a clusterfuck. It's just a whole other rabbit hole to go down with with the people don't people don't see it the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but mm. um, but she grew up in fucking Oakland. Mm-hmm. Remember, so they said well, her her, her family, her parents would take her to the, the protest out there. I'm like, okay, Kamala, let's go. You rolling. Mm-hmm. But ugh, I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 an interesting um topic, idea. Um, but I think that I think that the binaries of race get in our way more so than not. You know, because there's binaries of Africans and African Americans and people who are black and people who you know, and um and then at the end of the day it's almost you know, but I also grew up with people who were also black and white, but they were white identifying, but they mm-hmm. also very physically looked white, and but they also only grew up with their white side of the family. I've only ever mm-hmm. known my mom up until, you know, up in, you know, and I mean, she's not passed away, she's alive. Um, but I've only ever lived with my mom up until like first grade, maybe second, if I can remember correctly, mm-hmm. but I've only ever known my black side. And my mom's side disowned her as soon as she got with my dad. And so, mm. um, but my mom also raised me that I'm I'm a little black girl and I'm sure she hopes that I'm out here at least letting people know that she's Italian. But if I, when I do speak to people, I will tell them if they ask me like, you know, what's your nationality? I'm like, well, my mom's Italian and my father's black, but I'm a black woman. And, and, and that's, 
that's base. I'm not going to explain that to anybody. You know, if ands. Well, because I feel like it's irrelevant. If I didn't tell you where my parents were from, you wouldn't even question if I was black. If no one, if we didn't know where Kamala's um, dad was from, no one would even, you know, question if, if she was if she was an other. And it's like, why do we question quote unquote otherness so much more than we do whiteness? Mm-hmm. And that that's like a that's that's to me the bigger problem. So why do you think why do you think that is that we do that? Like black people, we're like, we're we're more. It seems like we're more accustomed to tearing each other apart and bringing ourselves down. Than I think humans in general are are accustomed to um, are accustomed to destroying ourselves to just um, leaning more toward. I mean, I, I think dysfunction is easier than function because you mm. got to really like dig deep in order to show up and want to like be functional in a space with someone in other spaces. But I think that I think black people are conditioned um, to do um, to be to tear each other down if we're talking about how the outside views us. I think within our own communities, we are conditioned to love on each other much more than we get credit for. But you don't want to get me started on that because I did a whole a whole class on um, undoing racism, and that was a very interesting space to be in to go back back, 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 back in time and to understand, you know, who's a racist and why and who can't be and why and start to understand, and also with my social justice minor too, you know, systems that are in place to really just put black people um, down, brown and black people down and, and and the whys and what that looks like. And, and that's what mm, I think the dysfunction comes in we're always fighting for something that we never even like, we never started this fight on our, we just kind of were thrusted into some shit and we're really good at everything we do, but yet and still we're made to think that we're not. Mm-hmm. Cause you can't tell me that there's anything better in the world than a black man. And that's just my personal preference. I was raised mm-hmm. by a black man and I mean, he was super flawed and not perfect, but I mean, he raised me. I think I showed up okay. I have two daughters. I think I'm doing a good job, but I don't I don't think we we look at each other in a way that's like, no, it's, it, ain't, it ain't nothing better than you. And, and I should tell you that. And you should also tell me that rather than you ain't shit, cause look at you, you got on a do-rag, and then it's just like, why are we doing this? Yeah. I think you look actually nice in your outfit, you know? And so I think we, we're conditioned to just tear each other down, mm-hmm. regardless of race. I think we are conditioned to be disruptive more so than we are to be unified. Because, I mean, when, when, you, when you're unified, then you have something. Right. Like, you have something, and can't nobody say that you don't have something. Y'all are here together, and y'all have a podcast. And I can come in here, and I'm adding to it, but it wouldn't be the same if it was just you. Mm-hmm. Would have to do with labels too, right? Mm-hmm. And what people can filter you in in their mind because it's a lot easier, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least we're like humans have a thing. If it fits in the box, then I understand it more. But when it doesn't fit because it's too many things at once, then they don't know like where to put it. And people are intimidated by people who won't let them put them in the box. Yeah. And that's... Like how dare you? Issue with me. Like how dare <laughs> like you not, let me? Not gonna conform to how dare whatever. you not let me control? Yeah, you. and it's just like, well, because I don't even know you. Number one, literally, <laughs> I don't. You're a stranger person, and I don't know who you are. And um, and at the end of the day, representation matters. You know, when someone wants to sit next to me and say, well, I mean, the fact that you can go to class and you can be taught 
um, literature through the white male lens, and I am a senior, and I am just now having my first class taught by a black woman. Mm. That's a problem. Mm. That's a whole problem. You know, I mean, and it really is. It's a problem for everybody to not see themselves in the spaces they occupy. And I think, I think that as long as we don't acknowledge that, then we're just going to keep being conditioned to be in boxes instead of mm. just saying, you know, a lot of people say, I wouldn't go to Ivy League school because they were all built on the back of enslaved peoples or, you know, or they got um, land grants and they were taken from indigenous people. But if we don't show up in these spaces, then we're not reminding them that we should be here and that they need to figure it out. It's not my job for a, for a, um, Ivy League school to figure out how they're going to accommodate me. I'm here just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. You should be you should be providing this to everybody, and your mm -hmm. and your and your staff should and your faculty and your, like should should represent that. And I think this is a time with the pandemic and with everything that's going on with the police and um, that people are really not for the shit. It's just like come on, we in the house and we got the one thing that we didn't have before time. <laughs> To be out here saying how we feel, risking it all, because what else do I have to go back to? Home? Hell yeah, I'll take an L and come out here and stand up for some shit I believe in. If only thing that means is I'll leave here and go back home, but I at least like stood up for something. I think people are starting to really become frustrated and hence socially conscious of like the shit that they've been a part of and, and not a part of. I'm very interested in seeing what the iteration of the what the next step of all this is gonna look like. Cause I don't think we're out the woods on any any versions of pandemics that's happening. We probably just still just stepped into it, not even so. halfway. I I I think I just saw yesterday that um, Sunset Park is having an uptick in cases, and I'm but I'm not surprised. It's a heavily populated, <laughs> dense area. Like, mm -hmm. come on, like, are you are we really su surprised? Um, and, and it's and it's important that I think while the momentum is here, that we find a way to keep it going in a way that's sustainable and not just like it's just gonna pass. Let it pass. Because yeah. too much is happening. Too many people are sacrificing, as they've always had, um, you know, to to bring a lens and a voice to the shit that's happening. And people are tired. And when we don't have work to go to, and we don't have, you know, we we figuring out that oh, you mean to tell me? Because before the pandemic, you know, it was a privilege to be work from home. Mm. It was yeah. like, girl, I'm work from home now. I ain't gotta go back to that fucking place. I could just sit in my room with nothing on. And now, and now we have a whole different mindset now because it wasn't our choice, and we have to do it. Now we're like, oh shit, working from home, you know, is the worst. But, <laughs> but. In that time, in 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 sitting with your ourselves, yourself, I think people are starting to really attach to movements that they feel like are moving, and I'm just hoping that it, it keeps moving regardless of of what it is, because I think you know they say the revolution won't be televised, but it's totally gonna be televised. That's why we are where we are now. Now, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. it's it's we're not in a non -te not a non televised space. Mm -mm. No. It has to be televised almost in a sense. Well, and documentation is important there we more go, so yeah. than ever. I mean, I think for me, if I bring it back to my work, that informs everything. Documenting, making sure that even if I'm documenting, my experience during the pandemic looks very different than other people. And so even if I'm at home documenting a bag of rice that I look at every day, it's important for me to capture these moments because they inform like the next. Yeah. So with really quick especially with your background do you feel what 
guess the next step of ju- oh, what does like is just what is justice like? It, like the sh- I guess the br- the bridge version. Such a loaded question. Like is in in race is in, involvement in that? Is it the removal of not removal of race or like like you said we should, like we should you should treat us the same regardless? I guess you said it was not this school's job to like. You should like. No, it's not my job. It's not okay, my right. job to come up to an Ivy League school. Yeah. And to ha- and to create a space for myself. I, I wouldn't not, have to do that. That space should already be there. Right. I wouldn't have to do that if I wasn't black. Yeah. If I wasn't brown, you wouldn't. If I wasn't a woman, you wouldn't. I would just fit in, and I mm-hmm. keep it moving, and I wear my little blazer. It should be accommodated. It should, from, right? it should be. It should just be. It should just be baseline. And so, I mean, justice looks like showing up in the room, and the first thing that you see is that I showed up on time, not that I showed up as a black person. Mm-hmm. And so, do I think that we will get to that point? I'm not. I'm not sure if we'll get there. I have faith. Like I'm. I'm a hopeful, romantic person, and hopeful in general. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very hopeful in in the different iterations of young people that's coming up. Um, and and I'm I'm hoping that we get to a place where we're more conscious of where we have an impact with the vote, with our dollar, with the with the with the work that we make, with the ways in which we show up as allies for each other. And so, I mean, to me, justice is always going to be something we're fighting for because I can't imagine there being a space where everyone can just show up as themselves without being their race first. It's just the conversations happen too much in intimate spaces for public spaces not to Mm. not to reflect like the conversations that people have about who's black if they're mixed and who's not. And as long as we're still doing that, like I think justice it definitely lies like in in um in representation and in not having to like qualify people based on your own personal experiences. Right. Justice then becomes a race where it's never enough. Mm. I hear you. But I guess if I don't know, I guess what what is enough for everybody, right? Right. And that's the thing with that with this whole term that I think is like now everyone is like it's a safe space and is it really uh-huh. can you really ever have a safe space you can have safer spaces mm-hmm. but if I'm in a room with a whole like we all identify differently we are all from different walks of life we all got some other shit going on and safe to me may be that I have coffee in the phone but safe to you may be that you're able to wear your hat safe to you know and so mm-hmm. I think that we need to stop having these like grand illusions of what we think like things can look like and have very realistic like practices of how they can be in this moment. And because then the they're not illusions then it's just like we have goals to work towards this. It's not just like, oh, in a perfect world. Well, the world's not perfect. It probably will never be. And I mean to be the person to say that. But in my own perfect world, I know I need X, Y, and Z for it to at least be safe. And if I can create a safer space for myself, how can I then have that trickle down to safer spaces for like other people? Here's how I look at it. That reminds me, like my mom, she still says it to this day. Like she does not, she would like tell it like, I don't want y'all buying hoodies and wearing hoodies and walking out the house with that all. And I'm like, for, not, that I'm, not I'm saying like we're for what? Cause I know what she, I know what she means by that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but I'm like, I should be able to walk out my house. Like I should at least be able to walk out my house mm-hmm. with whatever the fuck I want to wear, mm-hmm. without being a target mm-hmm. for anybody, let alone just a, a police officer or a white man, even my own people. Mm-hmm. Like, 
it's just interesting how a, like one little thing mm-hmm. can change everything. And your mom should be able to have children that she doesn't have to worry about every yeah. five seconds of the day because mm-hmm. you have on a pink shirt. Oh, well, that's peach-ish. Neon. I like <laughs> Any color, yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? And, and I think fear, you know, fear just happens on so many different levels for in so many different ways that it's hard to not like you don't want to you don't want to scare your kids with the world but you also don't want them to be naive and so it's just like can you maybe just just not wear your hoodie but then now it's like but why not Mm -hmm. and then i think it's important to couple that well well, let's sit down at least talk about why i'm feeling how i'm feeling so then you can at least understand that this is where I'm coming from. I deal with that a lot with my oldest daughter in boarding school because I'm like, you know, you're on scholarship. I want to make sure no one's making you feel bad for being here on scholarship and that you're not the token black girl at school. Mm -hmm. And I also don't want to teach my children we have to work harder to, no, you, you show up and you do what you came there for, and if it's enough, if you did your best, and that's enough, then everybody else gonna have to figure that shit out. Or you gonna move on to another school or another space that is fine with you showing up, you know, how you are. And I do think a lot about um, the spaces that she's more comfortable in versus the ones that I'm more comfortable in. Community for me, home for me, looks like brown and black people. That's a non-negotiable for me even when I pick a school. Mm-hmm. I need to be in spaces where I got Latinas, where I have Hispanics, where I have black people. That those They make, like, to be able to walk to the Ironbound is such a blessing that I don't even think we understand. We are in a little contained space of people that are not assimilating to anything. They are bringing their traditions, and I need that. I need to see that. I need to feel that. I need to be present in someone else's culture and be accepting and not need to be comfortable if I make it my own. Whereas my oldest daughter, she don't really care. She's, I think, I want to say she's comfortable anywhere. And I think I place a lot of my fears of whiteness on her because mm. she's in a more white space than I think I've like ever been in. Mm. And, and I get why your mom would tell you that. It's like, I think you look fine, baby, in that hoodie. I just want to make sure you come back so I can give you another compliment later on. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's, it's a mind fuck to want to make sure that your children can reach their full potential, but also know that the barriers don't have nothing to do with you. Like I, some parents, you know, are the barriers for their kids, mm. but some really aren't. And, then, and, it's, and it's like, how do we navigate through this without scaring you, but without what with also like, maintaining some kind of like sanity in my mind because you absolutely should be able to go outside with hoodie on or anything or anything hmm. but you also don't want to run into things blindly right so that's yeah. like the balance how do you it's no different than when I was younger. My father would teach me, you know, if you drink, well, we can't do this no more, dear God. I'm so old. <laughs> well, if you're drinking in the street, you know, put that shit in a paper bag. You know, <laughs> little tiny things that in hindsight, I'm like, you know, that was just, you just don't want to bring attention to mm-hmm. yourself. And unfortunately, you just do without even like trying. And I don't think a lot of people understand how they project that. I was walking down Halsey Street a couple of weeks ago and I was like in the zone, right? And I'm listening to my music, and I kind of like darted right to where that Prudential, that like man-made street that's there, because that's literally was not a street. <laughs> Prudential Way is a total new street, right where that by Swan. Is? 
Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm? And I almost, like, walked into this guy, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And he's like, what are you sorry for? I'm not afraid of you. And I was like, I, I didn't assume you were. I was just saying sorry because I almost literally Damn. walked into you. And it really got me to think, like, but that's what you think I think you are of but me? But it's strange that it had to go that you, route. I don't of... think you'd be scared of me. A little light-skinned woman just walking down the street with a cat hat on. You know what I'm saying? Minding yeah. my business. I didn't even think you were afraid. I thought proper, proper... The yeah, etiquette. I don't want to hurt you. Is that I was literally walking into like, you. Bam. I don't want that to happen. And it, and it got Collision. me to stop to think about how now everyone's on edge. Like what And the how fuck? he was probably doing something he thought was making it better and it was wildly insulting to me. Why, I was like, why would you be afraid of me? Why would you be afraid of me? I don't even know why you would say that. He didn't even see you. Mm-mm. I was just like, boom, about to, you know, and, and so it's just like, how do you navigate through not letting fear, you know, fuel you through life? It's, it's like, difficult. Oh, I it's see why. It's difficult, yeah. It's this, difficult. Th this whole thing, what you worried about that for? It's difficult. And then I, I just tend to just kind of just zone out. Um, and I'm really practicing not taking things personal. Hmm. I, it's been my biggest, like, thing of this time since we've been home and it's like I just you know I need to I need to practice not taking things personal once you get to the space of realizing that most of the shit that people do to you is them it just frees up so much of your energy to just be like oh that's your shit I ain't even gonna hold on to that I'm gonna put my music back on I did the right thing I said my bad and I'm gonna just keep walking because it's if not it festers and mm. then and then you don't you can't do anything with it I agree. <laughs> I'm thinking of one more thing. Okay. All right. Hopefully. All right. So, have you seen Queen and Slim? No. All right. <laughs> so fuck it. No, it's not, even, it's not even about the it's not even about the movie. But there's a scene in the movie where <laughs> the main the the male main character goes like like why do black people think they gotta be so fuck like why do they be why do they have to be why do black people think they have to be so excellent all the time. And I'm like, cause that oh that is stuck with me since I've seen it. And then it also harkens me back to like something that Chris Rock said in one of his bits, like, yo, I want to be fucking average, like like a white man, like I just like that the freedom just to be okay, mm -hmm. like their excellent is okay. Our excellent is fucking God has to be God level, so pristine. It's crazy. So I like I just think of that like maybe it's okay for the one to be regular, like. Mm -hmm. You don't have to. I don't have to be amazing. Just live. Yeah, right, I'm just. I'm just here. I woke up. And it's crazy how like they've made us. Not they. They. They made us. They've like brainwashed us to think that being regular is like failing in life. Like just being normal. Mm -hmm. I'm like maybe I don't have to be the fucking CEO of a company. Mm -hmm. So I just want to get your thoughts on that. Um, I mean. I think for me, it goes back to the comment that I said that like regular, like we only, you know, we only exist in places like Wakanda. Meanwhile, <laughs> we have a whole continent that mm -hmm. we just gonna act like Wakanda's a real place. It's not, and we, why can't we just talk about Africa? Why we gotta talk about this fictional place in order mm -hmm. to identify with some kind of like black blackness on, on some level that makes sense. And I mean, I, I, I am a lover of my people and so I tend to believe that everything we do is, is excellent. Yeah. Um, I believe that all the things that make me exceptional are because I'm black. And so um, I teach my daughters that. And um, I mean, excellence is relative to, 
to what it, whatever I believe it is in the moment that I believe it in. Three mm -hmm. years ago, when I wasn't doing visual arts at all, excellence was I was worked at a call center, and I just wanted to make sure I hit my numbers because these motherfuckers get on my nerves every five seconds. And I just was like, why am I here doing this? But um, I think excellence should be something that you determine on your own, and it's very um, debilitating when you only feel like you you have to be excellent in order to be seen. Gotcha. Thank you. You want to do, do your thing? <laughs> oh, where can the good people find you? Oh, the good people. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So I, I'm here in North, but I have a studio currently at Project for Empty Space, which is their new space is just so awesome. Um, if you guys haven't gone, you should go. I have. It's, I just love it. It's 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 like really interesting to me to understand like we're just in an old school and we're really all just in classrooms, but how artists can really make a space totally different yeah. than I'm sure it was for people in that time. Stuff like that fascinates me. And so like the energy of a space. Um, and so I'm at Project for Empty Space. Um, that's what, Branford and Broad. Um, and I'll be there until like December. Um, like my Instagrams and stuff. Yeah, online. Oh, so the my, website. The, the my website is my name. If you want to be found. It's just, yes. Um, <laughs> and everyone leaves the M out. And I don't want to say everyone, but most often everyone leaves the M out. And the M has become so important to me because it is um, my great-grandmother's name, Marie. And so mm. I feel like the more I'm... I'm that's my mom's middle name, too. Is it? Yeah. I'm telling you, it's a cultural thing. It has to be. <laughs> but that's like, those are the things I'm interested in. Why, also, why do I know so many black women who have whose name middle name is Marie. Marie and then Marie is also like a big Italian thing mm -hmm. and then that's also part of your story mm -hmm. so that's really interesting mm -hmm. and so um so I'm on Instagram Jillian M Rock um Twitter same M thing M my website is Jillian M Rock but I'm currently working on a publication with the collective I'm in so we're doing we're doing a risograph book that's we start production next week that should be awesome and what's the name again of this wonderful the amazing. land collective y'all heard that right um and we can be on found that's on l-a-n-d l-a-n-d okay yes and we're on um instagram as well same things the website land um land collective and i think that's just about where you that's can all the spaces look them up new york times they're there too probably find me in the street walking around <laughs> <laughs> probably where you'll find me in the streets but um because i'm literally always walking everywhere but um if you see I the cat hat. I'm, I'm super outgoing but i tend to be shy when people reach out to me to do things sometimes mm. and i think that's, that's just, crazy that's no it's imposter syndrome we all have <laughs> we all question why instead of just being grateful for like, you want to talk to me so, yeah what? yeah and so um Maybe it's just the natural defenses. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Um, but I'm generally you can either find me in the streets or on belong online. to the streets online. Yeah, I think <laughs> I actually had someone reach out to me in my contact me section of my website last week, and I need to respond really? to it because I just didn't even know that people <laughs> actually like reach out. Um, but so yes, I'm on. <laughs> you can go on my website and contact. I me I think too. we were slightly struggling with that, right? We were like, well, yeah. Cause you're like, oh, I'm like, yo, we can just email her or DM her. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, like, oh, I saw her website, but I think her website, she's working on it. Yeah. I don't see the email. I was yeah. like, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how to talk that. <laughs> Cause we want to be like super professional. I think y'all are super. However, you need to be. There we go. See. I don't think y'all did anything that wasn't exactly. I think the whole process, even the even the interview, was very off, was very cohesive. 
Yeah, and I know, and I, I've just recently probably met you. Yeah, like or formally. seen you more yeah. formally. Yeah, but I've but also I always been see around you. you so much, and yeah. you were around during crazy time at the print shop, and so I think, I think it, you know, I think, I think Donald helped out because because I knew Donald. He's my he's I'm the, the glue. <laughs> You're the glue that keeps yeah, it the together. print shop. I think that's like at least for like this part of Newark. That's like that is that's that's the spot, yeah. or it was when they were open. Or, they're, they're still open. open. Yes, yeah. like, they're on University. Print shop is on University, right across from Essex County College. The original location. Yeah. yeah. Right. The fir- the original spot. Yeah. yeah one of the, the originals. Yeah. The second. Yeah. Yeah. One of the originals. <laughs> so that was the first moment. That was the first time I seen. You. I was like, who the fuck is this? And Rockstar. I just stumbled on that. Yeah. I just stumbled on that. I was going, someone on the board mm-hmm. recommended he, he Jill looks like she has everything her you know, everything together. She should be on the board. And I was like, Really? I do. I, I'm <laughs> like just me? learning sprint silkscreen like yeah. everyone else. And I literally just learned at print club. It just became a way for me to process my photos that I took of my dad in hospice. Mm. I like learned cyanotype and learn screen printing and and it, it, I mean that that Rizzo space, was a little later. I'm still trying to yeah. figure out the Rizzo. The Rizzo is fucking cool as fuck, man. Like it is cool. It's just get really it? intimidating. Yeah. Like the layers, and mm-hmm. I think because the Photoshop thing, I don't know how to deconstruct <laughs> it. I'm like a exacto knife person, mm, where I draw on acetate and then deconstruct stuff. So. I like the challenge that the Rizograph presents. So I'll be at Project for Empty Space until December working on both of my projects. The Feminist Incubator Project, which will be on black black um, women's stories and archiving them. Um, and, um, and then the publication that I have with the Land Collective, which is our individual um, uh, perceptions of land and what that means. So I wrote a poem about the mounted horses down here and how horses were like historically um, used as examples of how to break black bodies in, like slaves, and how the mounted horses, like I just couldn't understand why they're here. Like if you're here for, so the mounted horse is a police horse. Yeah. So what they're hired for is crowd control, but if you're on Halsey Street, like what crowd there are is you no controlling crowd. other than the locals for the people for other people to come in and so it just started it just started to really just fuck with me like why do these horses get on my goddamn nerves seems and a little just, antiquated and right? then i just started doing research and and then and yeah so i'm writing how 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 policing black um black bodies pertains to land and space and we're mm-hmm. all taking our own view of it it's gonna be really awesome you ha- can can we get like a preview, a snippet? No, because I don't oh. have any work gotcha. with me. Gotcha. We'll have to keep an eye out when and, it comes out. And you'll have to keep an eye out because if it was my own individual work, yes. But because I'm a part of a the project, group. it's just respectful that however you. stuff is released is released collectively. Yeah. Got you. I respect it. I respect you. We're keeping all eyes <laughs> on, on it. Thank y'all. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank y'all. you a thousand. Awesome. Yeah, thank you for sharing times. your thoughts and your feelings. Thank and, you. you know. We need it. Hanging out. Hopefully there's something good you can use. Oh, that's a I lot. I feel like I was just talking. No, oh, that's, that's, what that's what we want. <laughs> that's what we want. But as you know, it's that time of the day. That sad, sad time. Sad, sad time. But if you want, you can, as always, same bad channel, same bad station. This mm-hmm. is Jahi leaving the place to be, and I'm kicking it to my main man, DPZ. Shutting off the lights, and I'm <laughs> your host with the most, Donald, a.k.a. Baby Leo. Find us on Instagram. Thanks for the convo. Find us on Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts. That's that purple logo <laughs> on your phone. Enjoy and take care. Good night, moi, and so long, bang. And Jillian, out. 
Mm. There we go. <laughs>